whether you're joining us uh, live or whether you're joining us through YouTube today. So thanks for being here. And uh, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to stall for a moment because I want to give you time. Uh, I want to give you time to go a pen, some paper, and a Bible. And so as I speak with you today, I really would like you to have uh, your Bible with you so that you can look at the Word of God with me. I'd also like you to have a piece of paper uh, and a pen. And the reason that I'd like you to have that is because you're going to remember a whole lot more of what you write down than of what I say. So I want to encourage you to do that, please. Uh, So real quick, uh, today is May 24th. And what that means is tomorrow is May 25th. Now, some of you are like, okay, big deal. It's Memorial Day. So what? Who cares? Actually, Memorial Day, that's huge. That's something to care about. It is something to care about. But uh, also, for Joy and I, it's also a very, very important day because uh, tomorrow, it will be 29 years ago uh, tomorrow that uh, we got up that day. I say we got up. I was in one bedroom. She was in another. We weren't yet married. Uh, and uh, Joy was, we went to, to Shawnee, Oklahoma, where Joy graduated from college, uh, from Oklahoma Baptist University. And uh, so it was, uh, and then from there, we went back to Oklahoma City to Joy's father's church. And, uh, and that evening, we were, were married. So uh, we're going to celebrate 25 years of marriage, or excuse me, 29 years of marriage, whatever. <laughs> we're going to celebrate being married. And uh, so it was... Uh, uh, it was a great time and uh, still is. So real quick, I want to do, uh, do a quick overview with you. I, I think I probably don't do this enough. This is probably something I should do a lot more often. And I want to do an overview with you quickly of what we've talked about in Philippians. And the reason I want to do this is it's important that we don't just sit down, listen to a, mer- a message, and then promptly forget it. I think sometimes... That's what happens. Is we, you, it's very, very easy for me or for others of us to sit down and listen to a message, and later that day we're kind of like, what did the pastor talk about? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, and, uh, and so I want us to go back, and I want us to look at what we've said so far. So in, first of all, in Philippians, in, in chapter 1, verses 3 through 11, we said that we want to be grateful for one another as we pray for one another. So we, we said we want to be grateful for one another as we pray for one another. And then uh, chapter 1, verses 12 through 26, we said we want to rejoice in the advancement of the gospel regardless of our circumstances. Now, sometimes circumstances kind of get in the way of my rejoicing. And what we want to be able to do is we want to be able to rejoice in the advancement of the gospel regardless of our circumstances. Number three, we look at chapter 1, verses 27 through 30. And we said we want to live our lives in a manner worthy of the gospel, striving together for the advancement of the gospel. Uh, And then uh, we looked at chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. And in chapter 2, 1 through 11, we said we want to be united in our thinking, uh, our affections, and our purpose, doing everything we can to serve others and not only ourselves. Uh, the easiest thing in the world for me to do is to serve myself. But what God wants me to do is he wants me to follow Jesus. Uh, what Jesus did was he emptied himself of his rights to do what was right for me. And what God wants me to do is he wants me, instead of fighting for my rights, he wants me 
to empty myself just as Jesus did to do what's right for others. And then finally, last week, we looked at chapter 2, verses 12 through 18. And uh, we talked about that we, we want to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. That means with a spirit of, of awesome worship uh, for God. That we want to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, doing all things without grumbling. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes I can grumble. I can grumble about COVID-19. I can grumble about not being able to come together. I can grumble. Actually, I can grumble about a lot of other things, too. We could make a list, but we won't do that today. But we want to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, doing all things without grumbling and arguing so that we are powerful witnesses for Christ in our world. And so uh, that's what we've looked at so far. Uh, Today, I'd like to take a short break from Philippians because right now we are looking at when and how we are going to reopen and beginning working towards being able to come together under one roof to worship together again. Now, one thing I do want to tell you is we are going to continue uh, to provide services for us to worship uh, on Facebook Live and on YouTube Live. That's going to be something that's not going to go away. We're going to be doing that for weeks, months, years ahead. We're going to continue to do that to offer that option to people who, for whatever reason, cannot be with us on a Sunday morning. So we're going to be continuing to do that. Uh, Right now, uh, we are still navigating the COVID-19 crisis. And, um, and, and the truth is, all of us, we want to get to that time. We want to get to that place where COVID-19 is no longer in the news. I mean, I don't know about you, but I look forward to the day when I can look at the news and COVID-19 is not there. Uh, and so right now, the state of California has a four-stage uh, four uh, resilience roadmap to a new normal. Uh, Our county, Solana County, has a uh, three-stage roadmap to recovery uh, as we journey to a new normal. And we, and by we I mean the staff of our church and the elders of our church, we are currently working on our multi-stage roadmap to reopening. And so uh, what we want to be able to do is we want to be able to reopen all of our ministries. We want to be able to eventually meet together under one roof again for worship in a new normal. And so roadmaps are part of how we get there. That's a part of how we do that. Uh, This morning, I want to take this one-week break from Philippians to talk with us a little bit about our roadmap and what that's going to look like. Uh, In 1984, uh, one of my cousins, uh, Stevan and I, we, uh, wow, 1984, that sounds like a long time ago. Kimberly, were you born yet? You were two. All right. All right. All right. So, uh, Dan, were you born yet? You were two. All right. So we, 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 we yeah. yeah, and Cody was one. All right. So we were all born then. And then some of you who are watching today, you weren't born yet. In 1984, it was great. It was a great summer together. Uh, my cousin, Stevan, uh, drove up from Dallas, Texas. Uh, at the time, I was living in Oklahoma, and he picked me up. And uh, we had our roadmap, and we had a plan. And and we took off, and we drove uh, from Oklahoma City. We took Interstate 40 uh, straight through Oklahoma, through the panhandle of Texas, uh, through New Mexico into Arizona. And uh, our first stop was the Grand Canyon. I had never been to the Grand Canyon before, and we camped on the north rim because we heard that was the nicer of the two sides. And I remember we got there late at night. 
got out of our car, we rolled out our, our, our sleeping bags, and just slept under the, the stars. The next morning, we woke up, and we were real close to the edge of the canyon. We didn't know it, and it was absolutely awesome. Uh, so we spent a little time uh, there at the Grand Canyon. Then we got out our roadmap, uh, and we took off for Las Vegas. Now, I had never been to Vegas at that time, and uh, but uh, one of Stabin's brothers, another one of my cousins, was there in Las Vegas in the Air Force. So we drove to Las Vegas, and, uh, and, and we, we, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun with my cousin Daryl, uh, great time together. Uh, I took out uh, his. I took out Daryl's uh, Kawasaki Turbo Seca motorcycle through these canyons, riding way faster than I should have. Uh, but it was an absolute blast. Uh, from there, we got out our roadmap again, and uh, wh- where we were set, setting off to is we were going to go to Mount Whitney, uh, the, the the tallest mountain in the lower 48. We wanted to climb Mount Whitney together, and so we took off. We we ended up driving through Death Valley. Uh, some roads had been washed out uh, from a flash flood. So uh, we took out the map again, the road map. We ended up in Yosemite, which was fantastic, beautiful. Did some hiking, did some mountain climbing. It was, uh, it was, it was awesome. And then from there, again, we took out our road map, and we looked at, uh, and, and we, we, we drove from Yosemite over to Santa Cruz, and uh, I got to try out surfing for my very first time. And, and I discovered in Santa Cruz that you can wear a wetsuit in the middle of July. I think it was July. Maybe it was August. It was the middle of August. You can wear a wetsuit, but you could still freeze to death in the Pacific Ocean. That's what I learned. I didn't learn how to surf, but I learned you can freeze, even with a wetsuit on. But it, w- it was a lot of fun. It was an adventure. It was a journey. Uh, and we had our roadmap. And today, what I want us to talk about is oftentimes uh, the Bible uses journey language to describe what it means to live like a Christian. In fact, Jesus uses journey language a lot when he says, follow me, follow me, follow me. You know, Jesus, one of the most often repeated phrases of Jesus in the four Gospels, are those two simple words, follow me. Now, what Jesus wants us to do is he wants us to follow him. See, we are on a journey. We're on a journey, a journey of following Jesus. And another one of the words that we see used periodically in the Scriptures is we see the word walk. Again, walk is journey language. That we're on a journey. It's not We're not in a hurry. It's a walk. We're not in a hurry. It's a journey. We're not in a hurry. We are following Jesus. We are following Jesus, and we want to walk in a way that honors Jesus. And so right now, what we want to look at and what we want to talk about is is how we want to walk through this journey of COVID-19 as we seek to reopen the ministries of our church, we're still doing a lot of stuff online, but as we begin to reopen some of our ministries and as we work towards one day being able to worship under one roof. Let me pray for us, and then I just want to share with us two passages of Scripture, and, uh, and then we'll look at what they say to us. Let's pray. God, today what we want to do 
is we want to humbly receive the word implanted. We don't want to simply open our Bibles, read it, listen to a message, and forget it. What we want to do is we want to humbly receive your word implanted that's able to save our souls. Uh, God, teach us how to follow Jesus. Teach us how to walk through this journey of COVID-19 and teach us how to do it in a way that brings honor and that brings glory to you. I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Uh, Today, we're going to look at two texts of Scripture. Uh, The first text is Ephesians chapter 5. The other text is 2 Corinthians chapter 5. But I'd like you to open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. That's Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. And uh, as we are on this journey of following Jesus through COVID-19, we want to be guided by two things, okay? We want to be guided by two things. We have a plan that we're working through about how we're going to reopen, but as we are doing, taking those steps together, we want uh, to be guided by two, two principles. And the first thing that we want to be guided by is we want to be guided by wisdom. We want to be guided by wisdom. It is so important that we are wise enough to listen to the right people as we talk about how we reopen. Now, I'm I'm really concerned. I'm really concerned about this because I think that some people are in such a hurry to reopen quickly that they may not be reopening wisely. And so what does the Bible talk to us about being guided by wisdom? This is what the scripture says. Uh, This is Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. The Bible says this. It says, therefore, be careful how you walk. You see that journey language, walk? Therefore, be careful how you walk. Not as unwise men, but as wise. Okay? Not as unwise men. Afri, excuse me, uh, asaphos, okay, uh, asaphos. It, it, it just means what God doesn't want us to do is he doesn't want us to be like people who walk without wisdom, okay? Walking without wisdom is not how we want to do it, but we want to walk with wisdom. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time. Why? Because of the days are evil. Are we in evil days? Yeah. Yeah, we are. I mean, there are, uh, in our world today, there are things like war, there is crime, there is disease, there is a pandemic. Yeah. And so what God wants us to do, because the days are evil, is he wants us to walk and live wisely. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. Therefore, so then, do not be foolish. Remember that word unwise earlier? Different word here. Therefore, do not be foolish. R.T. France, New Testament scholar, translates the word there as being morally stupid. Now, I know it's not nice to say stupid in church. But this word basically means that. Don't, don't be stupid. So that do not be foolish, there's no blessing in stupid. All right, I'll just tell you that. That's the theme of the book of Proverbs. There's no theme or there's no blessing in stupid. 
All right, so then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. God has a will for us. He has a way for us. He has a path for us. And the way we discover that way is by being wise. And the way we learn wisdom is by being in the Word of God and by listening to people who are wise. Walking wisely means consistently being wise in how we live and follow Jesus. Walking wisely means making the most of the opportunities we have for the honor and glory of God. Walking wisely is neither living fearfully nor presumptuously. It's instead living prudently and purposefully for the honor and the glory of Christ. Living our lives in a wise way, way, walking with wisdom, is living with wide open eyes. Okay? Wide open eyes that help us identify and make the most of opportunities in order to follow the will of God and do what pleases Him. This is what God wants for us. He wants us to live our lives with wide open eyes so that we can identify and make the most of opportunities in order to follow the will of God. Uh, Why does God want us to walk wisely? Um, uh, So we can make the most of opportunities. Because the days are evil. So that we'll understand the will of God. So what are the steps we're going to take to move forward wisely in reopening ministries and eventually worship together under one roof? (sighs) All right. What are the steps we're going to take? Um, Real quickly, uh, as an aside, um, yesterday I read uh, read an article um, uh, from Time.com about a pastor in Virginia, a pastor in Virginia that said he would continue to hold services in a crowded church. He said this in March. He said this was when we were at the end of March. We were beginning to initiate social distancing. And he said, nope, not me, not us. We are going to continue to hold services in a crowded church. He died on April 11th from coronavirus. Now, folks, I don't think that's being heroic. I think that's not listening to the wisdom of medical professionals. Uh, As a church, one of the things that I have been doing is I have been spending time every week, at least once, sometimes twice a week, talking with Dr. Rich Friedrich, who's a member of our church. Uh, Rich is very, very wise. He's very smart. He is well-educated. He's well-connected. He is a medical professional. And as we've talked, uh, he has been giving me helpful information. A week ago Wednesday, Rich and our elders, we all met together to talk about, I say met together, in a Zoom meeting, okay, in a Zoom meeting. And, uh, in, in, uh, but we met together and we talked about what are the steps we want to take as we eventually reopen. See, what we want to do is we want to listen to wisdom. We want to listen to medical professionals. I'm not a medical professional. When it comes to what's best for us medically, I'm not the best person to consult. I know that. I know that. And that's why we consult someone who is a medical professional. 
who has the training, who has the background, who has the experience. Okay? So let's talk about, uh, let's talk about how we're going to reopen wisely. Okay? Uh, first of all, there are some people who are at risk, and it's going to be wise for people who are at risk to not come as quickly to church as other people. Okay? I'm just going to tell you, if you are at risk, you need to be more cautious about where you go outside your home. I don't care if you're going to the grocery store. I don't care if you're going wherever you go. You just need to be wise. You've got to be wise if you're in a risk category. Now, this is not my list, all right? Uh, this, is, this is Rich's list, and I've shortened it a little bit. It's not just risk, Rich's list, list. This is the list that medical professionals are giving to us about people who are at risk. Number one, if you're over 65. If you're over 65, you're at risk. Uh, number two, if you have chronic lung disease, you're at risk. Number three, if you have severe asthma. If you have severe asthma, you're at risk. And severe asthma means two or more hospital admissions in the past 12 months. Okay? If you have severe asthma, you're at risk. Uh, four, people with a compromised immune system. This would mean someone with cancer who's also doing radiation or chemo or someone who's been using uh, steroids for a long period of time, or someone who's a heavy smoker, okay? People who have compromised immune systems are at risk. Uh, five, if you have diabetes, you're at risk. Six, if you have con chronic kidney disease and you're on dialysis, you're at risk. And if you have a couple of those things, and there are other things as well, but if you're at risk, you need to be wise, and you need to come back at a time that's safe, for you. So let me tell you what you're not going to hear from me. This is what you're not going to hear from me. You're not going to hear me say to you, you're not going to hear me say to you, if you love Jesus, you'll be here next week. I'm not going to say that. I know you love Jesus. I know you love Jesus. That's not in question here. The question is, what is the wise thing for you to do? What is the wise thing for you to do? And we want you to come. We can't wait to see you face-to-face -face again. I can't wait to see you face-to-face face again. I mean, I'm just going to tell you, as your pastor, I miss you guys. I miss you guys a lot. I probably miss our church more than most pastors miss their churches, not because I'm better than other pastors, but because before um, this whole COVID-19 thing, I was on sabbatical. And I'll be real honest with you, I was really looking forward to my sabbatical being done. And I was really looking forward to being able to come together again. And then all of a sudden, this happened. And, and so I kind of struggled with that. I really, really struggled. And I know other pastors struggle every bit as much as I did, do. But what we're not going to do and what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to say, if you love Jesus, you'll be here next Sunday. This is what you'll hear me say. I want you to come when it's safe for you. And right now, this is what I want you to hear from me, is that you matter to me. You matter to us. I don't care if you're watching on Facebook, if you're watching on YouTube. I don't care if it takes you a month to come back, if it takes you months or even a year to come back. I want you to know we love you. We are praying for you. We can't wait to see you face to face, but we want you to come when it's safe for you. Okay? If you have a question about whether or not it's safe for you to return to church, this is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say. Ask your doctor. 
just ask your doctor. I, I really honestly think that, that that would be the wise thing to do. Remember, it's about being wise. We want to be guided by wisdom. And wise people, when it comes to medical mat- matters like coronavirus, they don't consult, I'm sorry, you don't consult the newspaper. You don't consult with politicians. You don't even consult with pastors. You consult with a doctor. That's what wisdom does. Okay? Now, let's talk about how we're going to reopen. Some of us are going to be able to come together sooner than others. So when are we going to begin to open up for worship again? And this is what I'm going to say. It could be three weeks. It could be six weeks. It could be longer. And all of it depends upon you. It depends upon you who are healthy enough to meet. If you're healthy enough to meet and you're in a hurry to meet, this is what I'm going to encourage you to do is help. Okay? If you are healthy enough to meet and you really want to meet, we need your help in order to be able to set up uh, and be ready to meet together. Now, right now, Steve Acord has said he'll lead the charge on opening our facilities. Now, folks, you need to understand, Steve is in the at-risk category for a couple of different reasons. He's in the at-risk category. But he has the energy and the enthusiasm of someone who's a lot younger. Uh, But there's the reality is that he is in an at-risk category. And there are other people who have volunteered to help out with helping us reopen. But a lot of those people are in at-risk categories. So I'm going to ask you, if you're younger, I'm going to ask you, if you're younger, and when I say younger, younger than 65, younger than 40, I'm going to ask you, if you are younger, you're not in an at-risk category, and you really want to meet sooner, we need your help. All you have to do is call uh, Steve. Steve will give you a list. I was going to cover these things. I'm not going to go through it right now. But there's some things that we need to do in order to be able to reopen and begin to meet consistently. So what we want to, be, what we want to do is we are on this journey of following Jesus through COVID-19, We want to be guided, uh, first of all, by wisdom. But secondly, we want to be guided by faith. Okay? So by wisdom, there are certain things that we can plan for. But the truth is we'll never be able to plan for every single contingency. So while we walk uh, in wisdom, we also want to walk by faith. Wait a second. Before I go into walking by faith, let me give you one piece of wisdom. I got this today uh, from Rich. Okay, Dr. Rich, and this is what he said. If you'll do three things, three things, if you do just these three things when you come together, it will be huge. It's a difference maker. It's a difference maker for you, and it's a difference maker for other people. Number one, wear a mask. Okay, wear a mask. Number two, wash your hands. Number three, practice physical distancing. That means keeping at least six feet apart. Those three things. But secondly, we want to walk with wisdom. But secondly, we want to be guided by faith. Guided by faith. This is what the Bible says. Second Corinthians chapter 5, uh, uh, the Bible says this. It says, for we live by faith. Verse 7. For we live by faith, not by sight. Okay? We live by faith, not by sight. And verse 9, it goes on to say, so we make it our goal... 
to please him, to please God, whether we're at home in the body or away from it. So what is the Bible telling us here when the Bible tells us that we want to walk by faith, not by sight? Okay? Just as we're guided by wisdom in all that we do, we want to be guided by faith in all that we do. Walking by faith does not. Now, sometimes people will look at this verse and they'll see, oh, walk by faith, not by sight. Therefore, I'm walking blindly because I'm walking by faith, not by sight. That's not what the text is saying. That's not what the text is saying at all. A lot of times what will happen is we'll look at a verse or two and we don't look at the larger context. We always have to look at the verse in the larger context. Walking by faith does not mean walking blindly or diving into the dark abyss of the unknown. That's not what walking by faith is. It means living purposefully in this life to please God, verse 9. So we make it our goal to please Him, okay? It's not walking blindly. It's actually walking uh, the best way to understand first, or excuse me, 2 Corinthians 5 is reading 2 Corinthians chapter 4. The thought in 2 Corinthians 5 is the, um, is the continuation of a thought that's introduced in chapter 4. In chapter 4, Paul says this. And if you have your open Bible, you'll be able to read it. Just go to verse 17, 2 Corinthians 4, says this. It says, for our light and momentary troubles, COVID-19. Okay? 2 Corinthians chapter 5 is talking, or chapter 4 is talking about COVID-19 right here. See, in life, we're going to have light and momentary troubles. Sometimes it's going to be COVID-19. Sometimes it's going to be something different. Sometimes it may be the loss of a job. Sometimes it might be the loss of a loved one. This last week, I lost one of my aunts. But in this life, we're going to have light and momentary troubles like COVID-19, like not being able to come together with all of our friends. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us. See, see, the, the trouble that I'm going through, the trials I'm going through, the light and momentary troubles are actually working for me. Did you know that? Everything I go through in life is working for me. Because God is at work. Paul says, our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. All of our light and momentary afflictions. The inconvenience of not being able to see friends. The inconvenience of COVID-19. The inconvenience of wearing a mask. It's going to be weird when we're singing with masks on. But remember... Our worship isn't about us. It's about God. It's not about how I feel. It's about me honoring God above all things. Our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs all of our momentary troubles. So, we fix our eyes on what is, or excuse me, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, See, a lot of us, were fixing our eyes on COVID-19. That is the wrong thing for us to fix our eyes on. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, COVID-19, but on what is unseen, meaning God. Um, since what is seen, COVID-19, is temporary, it's going to pass away, folks. We're going to get through this. 
We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Not on COVID-19, but on God. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen, God, is eternal. Why does God want you? Why does God want me to walk by faith, not by sight? The simple answer to that is this. is because God is always faithful. Why is God wanting us to follow Jesus and walk by faith while we're going through COVID-19? Because God is faithful. The Bible says, 2 Thessalonians 3.3, but the Lord is faithful. The Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you. He will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. The Lord is faithful. Why does God want us to walk by faith? Because he is always faithful. Why does God want us to walk by faith? Because without faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. I can't please God without faith. I can't. The Bible says, Hebrews eleven six says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Living by faith, walking by faith, is the only reasonable thing to do because our God is always faithful and because, um, and because it's impossible to please God uh, uh, without walking by faith. I want to share with you a thought, and then I want to try to pull all this together uh, if, if I can. Okay? Simple. What God is wanting for you and what God is wanting for me today looks something like this. Here, continuum. Uh, in, of, of, okay? And let's just say this is high faith up here. And then we got low faith. All right? And then here, I want you to imagine there's another uh, continuum uh, line, whatever. And, and over here, we have low wisdom. And over here, we have high wisdom. Okay? And what we want as followers of Jesus is we don't want to be, well, we definitely don't want to be low faith and low wisdom. That is a lose-lose scenario, okay? Low faith, low wisdom. We don't want to be high faith and low wisdom. That is a lose scenario. Nor do we want to be Right here. High wisdom, low faith, that is a losing situation. What we want 
this win-win situation for ourselves. And when we are guided not just by faith and not just by wisdom, but faith and wisdom, then we're living our life in this quadrant, the high faith, high wisdom uh, uh, quadrant. That's where we want to live our lives. Imagine it like this. You're an airplane. Okay? You're an airplane. If you're an airplane and you're flying through the sky, you want a left wing or a right wing? Okay? I've talked about this before. Well, which one do you want? You want a left wing? You want? Uh, do you want wisdom? Or do you want a right wing? Uh, do you want faith? Which one do you want? And, and something I know about airplanes is if it's missing a wing, it's crashing. And if we're missing a wing, if we're missing faith, if we're missing faith, we're going to crash. And what God is wanting us to do. So we're not going to be the quickest church to reopen. Our aim is not to, 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 to uh, open quickly. It's to open wisely while we're trusting in God. Does that, does that make sense? We're going to open uh, wisely while we're trusting God. Uh, I'm going to ask the worship team, you guys, go ahead and start moving back. Uh, I, I know um, all of us really want to be back under one roof again. Okay? Uh, I, I know this is something that we all want soon as possible but our aim is not to meet as quickly as possible our aim is to meet as wisely as possible guided by wisdom but as we come together we need to acknowledge that we can't always plan for every possible contingency or scenario so we want to be guided by wisdom but we also want to be guided by faith we want to be guided by faith because there are some things we can't control. And we want to be guided by, by faith because God is always faithful. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Let's pray. God, today we want to praise you. I praise you and we want to worship you because you are a God who is wise. And your word tells us that you will give wisdom to all who reach out and ask for it. God, give us to listen to the right people us the wisdom to listen to medical professionals about what is healthy and what is safe. And then God need to trust you about those things we can't control. Help us to do the things that we can, to wear the mask, wash our hands, do the six feet of distancing, and help us, God, to trust you with everything else. We pray this in the name of the Savior. Amen.